With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's an absolute pleasure to be delighted to be joined by Adam Booth. I don't know what that was. A pleasure to be delighted to be joined. Yeah. A pleasure to be delighted to be joined by Adam Booth. I didn't know if I was delighted or I was pleasured, but I'm both. How are you, Adam? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm not going to take this serious at all, just to let you know. Where are you? What do you mean, where am I? No, like you look like you're in like a man cave. It's a, a TV room. Oh, nice. And what's the painting behind your head? Oh, yeah. I did that. Did you really? Mm. Nice. How are you, first of all, Adam? I'm good. I'm all right. How are you? Long time no see. Yeah, it's been a a few weeks since I was down at the gym. And, um, yeah, a little bit to talk about. Obviously, you've got a busy period coming up. Um, It's like the curse fight, isn't it? That every time it was re-announced for a new date, everyone was like, oh. When are we going to see this fight? Is it really going to happen, et cetera, et cetera? But touch wood, praise to God, 20th of February, Josh Kelly, David Evanesian, it's on. Yes. How is Josh? He's ready. He's ready. Third time he's prepped for the fight, but we've only got one eye on the... We've got, one, we've got the eyes on the now and the future. We're not looking in the past, and he, he's ready. He's really went out the stage now where we can taper off a little bit and just have the luxury of just sharpening and rehearsing and fine-tuning. How much of a different fight will this be next week compared to if it had happened when it was first meant to have happened? Um, we'll never know the answer to that. But I can't speak for the other side, but I know that Josh has had you know, how long now? 
almost two years of progression, um, physically, mentally, technically, and everything else. Uh, Venetian has improved. He's gained confidence winning that European title and defending it. So I think the fight, all in all, is a better fight this time now than it was when it was first made. When it was first made, there was this attitude of, oh, well, Josh is going to win. Just because Josh is going to win because it's the same old, same old. The house fighter gets matched against a, an opponent, but the house fighter will win. And it's not like that now, you know, because of because Josh got ill and then the fight had to get cancelled a second time because of COVID and because Avanesian's had a couple of good wins. Um, all of a sudden, that the pendulum of the story has changed a little bit, and that and that's great because the gain is that much more for Josh. Is it specifically? Avenesian's performances since then that have maybe people's opinions about this have been levelled out a little bit more so because when it was first announced I didn't see this much kind of anticipation over the fight it's taken its time for it to build I think yeah I think the fact you know when, when, when a fight doesn't happen and you know one side starts yapping and are unhappy about it it just creates a bit of noise and so the noise creates the interest and as it's gone on, um, the interest in the fight, because of the noise that's been made about it, grows. And, and so it's kind of, you know, that, uh, his side have probably promoted the fight as much as Matram have, in that sense, by, by creating the interest. And, and that's good. You know, if there's interest in a fight, if there's interest in boxing, if there's interest in fighters, it means that the, the thing has more value. And that's, and that's the situation we're at now. But, that's all in the past, and what we've got 12 days from now is, uh, is, a, is, is a great matchup and a, and a fight that I'm really excited about. When a fighter has the amount of fights that Josh has had in, his, in their career, people always look for that kind of breakthrough fight, as, it, as it's called, the, the performance and the opponent that kind of propels him onto that next stage. Is this this fight and is this this opponent? Well, the... F- <laughs> The fight will give the answer to that story. But for me, Josh's career, we assess it at the end of it when he's achieved what he wants to achieve. And every fight is make or break because in no other sport does a win or a loss have more relevance than in boxing. And so in that sense, any competitive fight is a breakthrough fight. And it's certainly a breakthrough fight in terms of European and a consolidated top 10 world ranking that, you know, is a, is a big step towards the ultimate goal that he wants. So it's a breakthrough in, in that sense. Whether it's a breakthrough fight in terms of Josh having to prove certain things, only the fight will show that. Has he got something to prove at this stage of his career, in your opinion? In, when you say to prove, it depends. I mean, prove to who? He just needs to prove to himself. He's critics. He has got critics. All, all, fighters will always have critics. We live, in, we live in a day and age where everyone's got an opinion. But it's irrelevant. The only opinion that matters is, is Josh's and his life and his career. Because when his career is over, the people won't have opinions anymore that, that are live. And so all that matters is, for me, Josh's opinion and Josh's career. Well, February the 20th can't come quick enough. Um, and we're only literally, what? what's the day today? We're 12 days away. So 
Roll on Wembley. Okay, let's talk about some of the other fighters in your stable. Um, definitely one of the most improved fighters of 2020, and I think it was evident for everyone to see is Mr. Harlem Eubank, who's really getting into his own now and looking very impressive, especially with his last couple of performances, Adam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been a question of in the gym having, having to sink or swim for Harlem because of the environment that he's in, not just in terms of the level of competition, but also the level of sparring that he gets. And he's thrived on it. He's proved that he, he can grow in, in that level of... Uh, in that level of com competition and challenge. Um, for me, th there's a lot of subtleties that people won't necessarily talk about where his understanding of what he is as a fighter and, and, and situations and how to deal with them is evolving. And he really is, I'm proud he, that he really represents my philosophy of fighting. Um, and he's, he's the perfect student for a coach, he really is. Because his attitude is always perfect. He's impeccable. He always carries a positive, healthy, strong energy. And you give him one little morsel of something to drill. And you'll flick your eyes over at him 20, 30 times. And he'll be repeating it, repeating it. So his desire to want to be the best that he can be isn't just a, aren't just words. The actions that he shows me prove that he wants to be the best he can be. And I'm absolutely delighted that people are starting to talk about him now in, in, that, in that sense. That how much he's improved because he has, and he's got some competitive fights ahead of him. Mm. We'll definitely look forward to that. Like I said, his last couple of performances have really caught the eye. So, um, Michael Conlon, any updates on when we can expect to see Michael back? Well, I'm not going to... It's not for me to say the date yet, but it's a matter of weeks away that he's going to be in the ring. And we had a a nice period of pre-prep prep. He then went home for a few days and he's now back for the meaty element of training. And, and same, same story as Harlem, really. There's been a lot of things with Michael over the last year, a year and a half, that have started to drop into place um, in, in terms of him as a fighter. And he's there now. I said after his last fight, if the world title fight got, gets dropped on the doorstep tomorrow, we're taking it because he's ready. Um, Shannon Courtney will rematch Rachel Ball uh, in April. She was actually due to fight this weekend, but um, she's not, and she'll go straight into that <coughs> uh, on the Connor Ben Samuel Vargas card on the 10th of April. Yep. So, yeah, redemption time for Miss Courtney? I think so. I mean, the first fight was very entertaining. I thought, genuinely, I thought, even in past year, I thought that she did enough to deserve the win, but with such a strong, strong start by Rachel Ball in a close fight, you can't say it's a bad decision. Um, but it was certainly a fight that she's grown from mentally. And I expect a much better Shannon Courtney to turn up for the rematch. What, why isn't she on the bill this week then? Did you, did you too, too risky, oh. too risky. It's too risky when, when, when you look at the level of opposition that she has to have, you know, there's no easy pick opponents at the moment because, because boxing's so starved of like, the fights that we've missed because of all the stuff that's been going on in the world. And there's so few shows and few opportunities. 
Motors don't want to waste those opportunities making easy matches. Um, so it was going to be a relatively competitive fight. And in a, in a competitive fight, it's too much to risk when you've got a world title fight. You don't need to win the semi-final twice. And so made the decision to say it's just, it's just not worth it. Because in hindsight, if you turn around and got injured in training or injured in competition in a fight that's not necessarily an easy fight, you're rue that day because you may miss out on your world title fight and it wasn't worth the risk. And you'll be looking to build on Ellie Scottney's progress from 2020 and bring that into 2021 as well. Absolutely. Ellie's, Ellie's transition into being a professional fighter had a great start in her pro debut. But in terms of her understanding what her style is going to be as a pro and the things she's going to be able to do as a pro, in comparison to the amateurs, I think is going to make her a, a standout, a standout fighter. I really do. Plenty going on. So, boxing does return this week. Uh, obviously, Josh Warrington in action uh, this week to kick it off. And then, obviously, Matcham have got consecutive shows over the next few weeks. So, yes, boxing is back, baby. Are you back? You bank? Are you back? Oh, I thought you said you bank. Um, I'll be back. I will be back soon. When? I'll be back hopefully in around four weeks. Hopefully. Why can't people see you with your guns and your tats out? Because <laughs> people haven't clicked on this interview to look at me. They've... What are you doing? <clears throat> Screenshot so I can tweet it later. Thanks, man. Um, okay, so I do like to talk to you about stuff unrelated to you, for your uh, expert opinion, as always. Um, someone that you're very familiar with, Mr. Joe Joyce, looks set to face Alexander Usek, according to reports uh, that could be announced at any point. Um, what chance do you give Joe against Alexander Usek? As good a chance as anyone going into a fight like that could want because Joe's so big and strong. If he goes about the fight the right way, he can really ask some questions of Usyk in the second half of the fight. I spoke to you before Joe's fight with Daniel Dubois and you were kind of one of the very few people that were picking Joe for that fight and you were very convinced that he did win that fight and he ultimately did yes because because joe aesthetically joe's so easy to criticize because you can say he, he's not coordinated he's not that quick he's easy to hit he's slow there's so many elements that you can add up and criticize him with but you you need to understand that they don't give out olympic silver medals and in a final i thought he won and i've seen um firsthand how effective Joe is as a boxer with a jab that has no rhythm to it whatsoever that it's so hard to read because his jab's not connected to the movements that his body's making and I know how heavy-handed his jab is as well so just the jab alone is enough to cause people problems and then if you stay in front of him too long you are going to get bullied with a 17-punch heavy-handed combination right and, and he's got an engine where he just goes and goes 12 rounds are irrelevant he could do 24 rounds so I've always, I've known for a while that Joe is a nightmare for any heavyweight in the division, any of them. 
We know when Joe first turned professional, because of his age, it, the plan was to fast track him. Obviously, his debut was against Ian Lewinson, as people will remember. But the, the level of opponents he's had so far, regardless of his age, is is pretty impressive, isn't it? In that short kind of pro career that he's had. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's funny, you know, because you talk about Joe's age, but Joe's attributes as a fighter aren't necessarily the ones that are associated with a younger, fresher, quicker fighter. The attributes he has are kind of the attributes that an older fighter will be left with once he comes out of his prime. Do you understand what I mean? That he doesn't got blistering hand speed or incredible reaction time, or he doesn't necessarily move around a lot. Um, and so I think that there is a, an element of longevity left in him because he's essentially undamaged as a pro heavyweight who's at world level now. Well, he is undamaged as a, as a pro heavyweight at world level. Um, and I, I still think there's a lot of longevity left in, in Joe. Well, like I said, that fight hopefully gets announced relatively soon. Um, Dillian White will rematch Alexander Povetkin on March the 6th in Matchroom's run of shows. Um, what happens there, Adam? Does Dillian White get his uh, revenge on Povetkin? I think, I think the, 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 the big question here is with Dillian. Um, it was an, an abrupt knockout last time, and he is, in true Dillian fashion, he's decided to go straight back for the rematch, which is what he does. He's, he's never shirked from challenges in fights, just like he never did in sparring way back in the day. So I'm not surprised that that's how he's going to go about it. And if anyone has proven that they've got the mental capacity to wade into a challenge unreserved and, and you know, not held back by his thoughts or reservations, it's Dillian. Um, and also, my understanding is that Povetkin wasn't well for quite some time. Um, and at the age of 40 or 41, once you knock someone out of being physically active as an athlete for a period of time with an illness, and they come back, to well and good that they, 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 they can perform certain physical actions, but his energy systems would have taken a bit of a battering as well. So if I was a betting man on that one, knowing Dillian, I'd probably have to go with him. Did you hear um, an interview that Mark Breland gave for the first time since he split with Deontay Wilder? I, 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 saw, I saw some quotes. I saw a few quotes, but you might have to remind me of them. Um, he was talking about kind of these glove allegations, these allegations of spiking water, and, and basically, yeah, talking about his split with Deontay Wilder for the first time. So, but I think one of the most interesting things that he brought up in that, or he mentioned in that, that is that he used the term Wilder is done. I mean... Done? Done. done. Yes. Um, I can tell you the exact quote, so I'm not misquoting him. Um... Breland on split with Wilder. Part of boxing, I guess. His career is now uh, is done now. So I'm done, and he's done. One thing you all say: he's got a lot of power, and that's all. Only got power, and we'll see how far that takes him. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Is that I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know if you can say the career is done. It's, it's for Deontay to prove because that was really the first time that he took um, heavy punishment in a fight, wasn't it? Yes. In, in the second one with Tyson. And just like a, like a wounded cat, sometimes you don't want to take someone on the rebound of a fight like that because you never know how someone's going to react. Some people come back stronger and more, more spiteful and more determined and others, it takes something away from them. And only time will show that. I, don't, I, don't, I, think he's, I don't know if you can say he's done because, I, you know, I, I, again, I personally know Deontay. And he took up boxing and after a year, meddled at the Olympic Games. Just then, when you think about the mindset that somebody has to have to, to do something like that, proves that that's in him. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily go along with um, the theory that he's done. I, just, I, I look forward to seeing him back in the ring because he's a, he, he can punch. He's proven that because he's slept enough good, durable heavyweights with those shots. And, uh, and he's, he's an exciting element of the heavyweight division, isn't he? He was being heavily linked with his comeback fight against Charles Martin. Right. I feel like two or three weeks ago. I don't know how much weight is in that now, but he was being linked with a, a fight with Charles Martin, who we haven't seen too much of. He has fought, obviously, since um, he lost his IBF title to Joshua years ago, clearly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that as kind of his return fight, if that was the case? Be a good fight for him. It'd be a good return fight for him because Charles Martin is a bit susceptible to a right hand. And the one thing we know Deontay's got is a right hand, so I think that would be a good opponent for him. Hmm, interesting. Because regardless of what people think about Wilder now, his return is quite fascinating to see how he comes back, isn't it? Exactly. It's the wounded cat syndrome, isn't it? You don't, just don't know whether he's going to come back lashing out or, or not. But I think, I think that's what he's going to do. Hmm. Um, Canelo will face Yildirim uh, towards the back end of this month if he wins that, which is his mandatory defence. A fight is looking likely now with Billy Joe Saunders again for probably the umpteenth time in however long. But um, talk to me about Billy Joe's chances of giving Canelo problems and also how capable... Is he of actually beating Canelo, as opposed to just giving him problems? Certainly, as capable as anyone. Um, and Billy's a type of fighter that the bigger the stress or the, the challenge in front of him, the more he, he he changes his level to what's in front of him. Which is why in some fights, he's easy to criticise because his level's been lowered by the, the fact that he just does enough to win. Well, if you want to do enough to win against Canelo, you're going to have to do a lot more than what you've done previous wins. But Billy Joe certainly has that about him. And, he, you know, he's a southpaw. He's quick. He's strong. He's durable. He's clever. He can hustle. So of anyone, I think, um, that's challenged Alvarez, I think Billy Joe's um, skill set and character is potentially one of the better ones that, that Canelo will be confronted with. I, do, I, do, I genuinely think it's a, it's a great matchup and he has a chance. But you can't, you could, 
only a fool would say Billy Joe's going to be the favourite in that fight because you can't, you're talking about an all-time great in Canelo already, who's only 30, 29, 30, with the resume that he's got already. So, you know, he, he's proven um, himself at the elite level and Billy Joe's got a golden opportunity to make a hell of a, an impact um, in boxing. We think back to, was it 1986, when Lloyd Hannigan fought Don Curry. And no one gave Hannigan a prayer. I didn't. I, I used to love watching Don Curry. And uh, he, he went and flipped it on his head. And hindsight proved that he actually did belong at that level. And I think um, this fight has, could potentially have that same element, save for the fact that actually we're talking about an all-time great in Alvarez. How different do you think Billy Joe Saunders' career would have been had you had continued your relationship with him work-wise? I, th I think Billy Joe's a winner. So he's got, and he's got the, the attitude of a winner, but no matter who he's with. But he has, Billy Joe has obviously changed trainers since that period he had with you probably about three, three, maybe four times. So I'm just saying with a stable trainer, if he'd had one all the way through, obviously he spent the majority of his career with, with Jimmy Tibbs. But I'm just wondering if you ever think about that, if you had had him for a considerable period of time, would his career have been any different? Don't know. I've, honest, I've, ne I've never actually thought about that. And Billy was only with me for a couple of weeks. I think he was only with me for two or three weeks because it was just a trial period. And there was a lot going on in his life as well. And he, he, he felt he needed to move away um, from home. But it's irrelevant. It's, it's irrelevant what I think I, might have happened if we worked together. He's a world champion. He's a two-weight world champion. Yeah. And he, you know, I, he wouldn't have been a three- or four-weight world champion just because he'd stayed in my gym. Um, Billy Joe's a good fighter. I, I, I remember him years ago. I took one of my fighters to spar with him. And I thought that my guy certainly had the size and the attributes to to have a, have a you know get a lot out of the spa and Billy Joe was just too blisteringly quick and too clever and he impressed me right from back then a lot of people say that Lemieux was Billy Joe's best win but is it arguable that it really wasn't Lemieux and it was actually Andy Lee his best win mm. you see I believe that because Lemieux didn't have he didn't have the know-how to land the power that he carried as a threat in that fight, whereas Andy'd been proven to have that one-punch knockout power and a tall, long southpaw. So, yeah, absolutely. I might, I might be slightly biased there, but I agree with you. Hmm. A bit of a random one now for you, Adam. little curveball here for you. What is your opinion on Jake Paul? Who? Jake Paul. Don't tell me you don't know who Jake Paul is. Um, hang on a second. Honestly, they all blur into one. There's one that fought the English fella, KSI. That's Logan Paul, his brother. Okay. Ah, is his brother the one that's trained by uh, BJ? Yes. Flores? Yes. Okay, right. Yes, now I'm with you. Okay. So, more one. he's been very vocal and... Um, calling out fights with Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather in recent weeks. 
branding $50 million checks to Conor McGregor. Um, yeah, I just wondered your opinion about Jake Paul. Is it good or bad for boxing? Everyone's got a mixed opinion about him. But Is it good or bad for boxing? Yeah, because um, it always gets brought back to whether it's good or bad for the sport, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people say that him talking about when being involved in boxing uh, brings more attention to boxing and kind of puts it to a wider audience. Other people say... Yeah, it probably brings a different... I think boxing is doing all right at the moment, but it brings a different audience to it. But that audience is only coming for while that type of character is in there. That audience is only coming. That, that audience isn't going to stick around for the next 10, 15 years being boxing fans. Um, because they eventually they'll grow up and have to leave school. Mm. No, so you don't really have an, an opinion as such about him. If fighters get paid well, I'm happy. And if, if he makes somebody, not that Floyd needs it, but if he makes somebody $50 million because that's the interest that he's bringing to it, then good on him. Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, what weight is he? What weight is he? Do you know what? I don't know. Because the, he fought a YouTuber in his kind of first boxing fight, which was in Miami on a matchroom zone card. Then he fought a basketball player. Like oh, is that the... I saw... That's the knockout. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I am... Okay, so, yeah, that's now, it. Yeah, so that's Jake, that's Jake Paul, is it? Correct. Okay, right. Yeah, that's Jake Paul, the brother, who's... It's all the noises around him in that world. Yeah. Okay. What, you going to ask me a question? No, I wasn't. I was just... You, you've Well, you've kind of answered it and haven't, but... Yeah, if... Uh, oh, no, I said, what weight is he? I don't know, is he... I don't actually know what weight he is. I actually don't know what weight he is. Because the people that he calls out are like all different weights. So I don't suppose in that kind of, in that world that these fights are happening, weight is really a massive issue. Right. It should be, but what I'm saying is I don't think it is specifically. All right. Well, it's, it's, like, what do you think Floyd Mayweather, right, weighs at the moment? Like, what weight would you say Floyd Mayweather is now? Uh, no, probably not, much, probably not that much over the world weight limit. Right, okay. So, and then he's calling out Conor McGregor. Right, it was probably a light middle, middle. So I don't actually know what weight is in answer to your question. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not, let's not uh, furrow our brows too much over this one. <laughs> I should have just said I don't know. Okay, well, yeah, I don't it's know. all good. If it brings money to boxing, then good. Um, so from the schedule that Matchroom have announced, aside from Kelly and Avenician, which is obviously your fight. What fights have m more interest to you than others? Name them. Uh, what do you think? I, about I, I'm only looking at, honestly, I've been in a, literally in a cocoon and a bubble just training. And I, I haven't paid too much attention. What if I know that um, Warrington's fighting Lara on Saturday? Yeah. Then we've got the, yeah, Kelly Avenison. And we've got Marco and, and Ryan Charlton, actually, which is a, a good Ryland fight. Bill. Yeah. Ryan Charlton, sorry. Um, and then we have Lawrence O'Coley's world title fight, which should have been on the, the AJ Pulev card against Glowacki. Okay. Yeah. That's on March the 20th. 
Uh, Dillian's fight's obviously on the 6th. We've talked about that 6th of March. And then Conor Ben's fight against Samuel Vargas on the 10th of April. So if I was to pick one of those that piques my interest... Yes. Lawrence Acoli. Okay. He's... Um, he's... The way that he throws his shots, that I've seen him throw his shots recently has really impressed me because you can see he's heavy-handed. But they seem to be, his, his heavy-handed shots seem to be a little bit more refined as well. And I think he, he's, a, he's a, his power and his stature and the way that he throws his shots is going to be a problem for any cruiserweight that he touches with them. And so it'd be interesting because it's quite early in his career for a world title fight, isn't it? Against mm-hmm. the fellow that knows how to look after himself. Yeah. So for me, yeah, that, that one piques my interest. Okay. Um, listen, we've spoken about Adrian Fury a million times, but just a simple question. Are you still optimistic that we get to see it in the first half of the year? First half of the year? Yeah. I don't know. Let's have a chat with your mate. See how that's going. Um, yeah. What are we now? February? Yeah. I guess, I guess it will get, I think a big, Promotionally, they're probably waiting to see if crowds are going to be allowed back. And if it doesn't look like crowds are going to be allowed back, because you can, I mean, a fight like that, you've got to be hoping for 100,000, 90,000. In absence of that, because of the way the world's been going, you can't hang around too long. I think the fight is bubbling now at its prime, isn't it? And there's so many reasons for that fight to happen. And I can't really think of any for it not to happen. And if Usyk and Joyce are fighting for the WBO, interim, that, interim, that pacifies the only obstacle. Correct. And if they wait too long, other obstacles are going to start popping up again. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Am, I am optimistic. I think we've pretty much conceded that we're not going to see the first fight in the UK, haven't we? I don't know. Hmm. I think, it, I, think, I think, I mean, again, it's going to go to where the, the money will dictate and determine where that fight goes, where that fight goes. Mm. Yeah, like you said, the only main obstacle from a belt perspective of having all four belts on the line was the WBO situation, which seems to have resolved itself now if Joyce and Usek are going to fight for the interim. So, But if you wait too long, the IBF's going to pop its head up again. Correct. Someone, so, you know, the, the organisations aren't just going to sit around and wait. It's like trying to keep four girlfriends pleased at once. You just can't do it, can you? <laughs> I listen to you. No, not me. Gigolo. Mr. You look like a gigolo with that vest on. I'm not talking about me or you. I'm just saying in general. If you had oh, four sorry, girls, yeah. just trying to, you know, having the same conversation with them day after day and, you know. I wouldn't know. No, no, you wouldn't. I'm just saying. Well, it's a bad analogy. I apologise. Um, okay, have you got anything else you'd like to uh, add or talk about before we uh, conclude? I don't think so. Do people, do people know why you're not reappearing for a few weeks yet? Yeah, I should imagine so. I'll mention it at every opportunity. So, yep. Excited. Got child on way, en route. Do you know what it is, boy or girl? Girl. It is a girl. Yeah. You know it's a Say goodbye to that magnificent hair of yours. <laughs> Why? Oh, right, yeah. Why? 
Okay. No, I know. All right. Come, okay. come see me in 10 years. I know. Yeah, actually, you know a thing or two about the, the whole father-daughter thing, obviously. Four. You've got four, haven't you? Is that what you just said? Four. That's hardcore, that is. I, I, I too, used to have a, a head of black, magnificent hair. <laughs> I've seen pictures when you were younger, anyway. With your little good luck with it. But good luck with it. Thank you. Um, all right, well, listen, I appreciate your time. I wanted to speak to you because I won't be in fight camp, fight bubble next week, but I will be anticipating the build-up next week and also fight night on the 20th. We'll give you, we'll give you a little FaceTime call. That would be really nice. All right. Stay healthy and happy, all of you. Adam Booth, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV, and we'll definitely catch up with you again soon. Best of luck next week. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.